Good morning. You're listening to Offset Radio, the official radio show for the Offset Collective. Today, Bear spends more time in Mexico, Cricket plays some more Switch games, nearly finishes Fallout 4, and both your hosts charge up their FSDs and deep dive into Elite Dangerous. It's July 29th, 2018, and this is Offset Radio. How are you, Bear? I'm great, man. How are you? <laughs> I'm okay. I am okay. I really liked your radio voice there. That was we, perfect, We dude. got rid of the plague. Yes. Oh, my God. Dude, we suffered. <laughs> suffered. This week has just been completely thrown off. Oh, it's been crazy. I mean, you ever... I mean, you get those... You get those... I mean, uh, can you call it a disease? I mean, no, a viral infection. I mean, it just kind of spreads oh, and man. just kills everything in there because you can't not hug on the people you love. I mean, I can. I can go. I can go without affection. No I think we were deal. talking in the car like four days. You <laughs> Probably. Go, I think I could go. I think I could go for four days without speaking. Speaking. Mm-hmm. What about any human interaction at all? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I mean, the like, what do you need? Water and sunlight at minimum? Just kind of plant grow? Yeah, something like that. Just so you can get photosynthesize? My, get my photosynthesis on? Freaking hadgling. Yeah, I mean, you gotta get some vitamin D processed in there somewhere, but... No, I really honestly believe that I could probably go about four days without actually saying a word. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not with you. I'm with you. I can probably agree with that, too. I just, uh... I don't know why. I was just thinking about that the other day. That sounds like a vacation, though. Know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Like, 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 when people get in, get in a vacation and they come back just completely tired, it's because you had all the social interaction that you just totally didn't want to do. Well, I mean, to be fair, I do enjoy the social interaction. I just think that you do. I just think that maybe if we could do less of it, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're far more of a social butterfly than I am. I could be, I could be confined to a room with just, just my wife for weeks on end, and I'd be happy. Uh, Speaking of my wife. <laughs> yeah, it's her birthday. It's her birthday today. Woohoo, happy birthday. I'm not going to say how fan. old she is. 24. Yeah, well, she looks it. Definitely looks it. 24. That, that lady, oh, she, uh, she's very special. <laughs> well, yes, that's true. She's just a little bit special. No, she's, <laughs> she's definitely special. <laughs> so, anyhow, what have you been up to? Anything interesting? Uh, nothing, nothing much. I mean, other than... You like spent you some said, time in Mexico. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, What's going uh, on there? Oh, okay. So the rebels. So I'm kind of crossed in between this place between the rebels and the absolute terrible government that is running that country at that right. time. Right. Yes. Well, and currently, but go ahead. But yeah, I'm the eh, current affairs. We'll keep that out. I just I like the fact that I can carry a pistol and a Winchester and a sniper rifle and a lasso and. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. very useful when you're trying to burn down an entire town of rebels. He, that okay yeah that makes sense the big okay. thing is like I the mean, realism I, is astounding <laughs> <laughs> realism i don't know man i actually had a moral conundrum I, I was on a mission and uh i think it was for it was for the the government side of it uh de santa um right, and right. he's like we need to go to no he didn't send me he sent me with some other captain who's actually like fighting the war because de santa's like a a little lackey for the general that's there anyway uh, and I actually had a moral, moral conundrum because part of the mission was burn down the rebels' houses with mol- Molotov cocktails. Yeah. And I'm like, so, well, I yeah. don't want to, but I can't progress without tossing these in these people's houses. Correct. Yep, that's, so, that's correct. 
I threw like two Molotovs and then I got to the last house and the last house the door wasn't open. I'm like, if there's someone in here, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> Luckily, I opened the door and there was no one in there. So I just tucked it in there and got on the horse and rode off into the sunset. There so. you go. Yeah. So uh, you got to do what you got to do, man. Uh, yeah. But I, I don't know whose side I'm on, you know, the rebels or the government's. I, I don't, I don't know. It's, 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 that game is brutal. It's brutal. It is brutal. Have you, uh, see if I can figure out how to ask this without potentially spoiling anything. Have you, um, uh, okay. So have I lassoed somebody you, off of a horse? No, no. We, we, we know you've done that. I'm sure. Right. Once. By now. Once. Only once. Yeah. Uh, it was one of my favorite. It's not my to favorite do. move to do. Oh, it's so great. My favorite move to do is bust out the Winchester and just start popping heads. Okay, but I like dragging people behind me on a, with a rope. Well, you so. are far more nefarious than I am. You're just I guess. so malicious. So, okay, oh, if you look up the rating for that game. Yeah. Okay, it's a mature rating, right? Mm-hmm. And it's ESRB rating or whatever you call that is, uh, it lists nudity. It, it does? Yes. Okay, so that answers my question. Go ahead. It, that, you have not hit that point yet. I have not hit any point of uh, nudity. I mean, you know, I've been propositioned by a lot of hookers in that game. Well, but yeah, no, you're... That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just walking by and they're like, hey, gringo. Yeah. You need to, you know. Let off some steam or. No, I think they asked me whether or not my member needed to get wet. Wow. Yeah. That was like one of the phrases. I was like, uh, excuse me. Okay, I'm going to so go kill someone. I guess we're using the explicit tag on this one too. So anyway. I said member. I know. I'm trying. I'm trying my best not to trying to censor myself this time because. I don't know, the bleeps were the bleeps were a little distorted on you the didn't last like episode. That. <laughs> I actually really like the bleeps. I think that bleeps are funnier than the actual explicit work. I think it's funny whenever people use bleeps on things that aren't explicit. Oh, like like explicit. unnecessary censoring. Yeah, unnecessary yeah censoring. I love that kind of stuff. <laughs> so funny to me. So you are um you're probably pretty close to the end of that. I'm I really surely. hope, man. Like uh one of the missions I thought was there, like they had they had a uh, uh Javier and Bill Williamson in a uh church oh yeah in, yeah okay in, in chupacabra whatever the city is that that lemony ricketts lives in anyway and and i was like okay this is it so i showed up with the government to go and try to get these guys instead i walk into the house or walk into the church to think i'm gonna get my bounty with williamson and stuff but uh nope instead i get a gun butt to the back of my head and that's exactly where i'm at they I get a gun butt back to my head they take all my weapons and then the rebels come and save me from the government because you know they suck so yeah, no, no, I have made my decision of which, which side I'm on. I'm with the Rebels, bro. Well, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, Rebels have a very special place in my heart. I'm from the southern part of the United States, and sure, uh, sure. Uh, I'm all about, you know, America and, you know, anti-government and, you know. <laughs> okay, so Sorry. we're going down a rabbit hole. I mean, anyway, I love the game. I am infatuated with that game as well, and, and I think it was great that you told me that, you know, you wanted me to play your favorite game. I'm really glad that you did. Yeah. And so speaking of, not only speaking of suggestions by the other person, right. but also you kind of messed my, you stepped on my segue a minute ago, so I'm going to start over. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I feel like you're probably pretty close to the end of that. Uh-huh. Right? And, uh. <laughs> sure. That so, was uh, your segue? That was a very bad. How do you know? You don't know if it was a good segue because you haven't heard the rest of it yet. No, I don't know if it was a segue at all. Oh my God. Okay. So. <laughs> so <laughs> you're. the real You're pretty. Well, yeah. I mean, just for a second. Okay. You're. So. You've been enjoying Red Dead, right? Yes, sir. And uh, so you're probably, I mean, you got to be getting pretty close to the end of it, right? Uh, I really hope so, yeah. Yeah. So I, speaking of being at the end of something, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm pretty close to the end of Fallout 4. I've been playing a lot of Fallout 4. I think, I think I'm almost, I'm almost there. 
So I have been, um, you know how I'm what? Here, I've got a red flag. What? Why? That I'm going to throw. This is the, this is the BS flag. No, no, just hear me out. So <laughs> I'm going to throw it at you. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. I, I really think maybe, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So and, what was the last thing you didn't fall out for? I'm getting there. Could you, could you, let's go. I'm trying, but you won't let me talk because I just know you're not there, bro. You don't know that. It's not that long a game. So what I'm getting at though, okay, I've done a lot of stuff, right? Yeah. You go through and inside the house. So in your house, uh-huh. there's, you've got your kid, you get to play with the kid, you get to like watch the TV show and that kind of stuff. And then, um, obviously, you know, that, that big thing that, that happens right there in the middle of the yeah, game. Yeah. Did you, did you get to that, that part where the announcement comes up on the TV? Yes. And so right oh. there, that, that shift right in the middle of the game where you know that yeah. you're at that halfway point. Yeah, that, so, yeah, what a twist right there, right? That right? twist where you have to go get in the shelter. And so you go get the shelter and... The vault. Oh, yeah. Okay, the vault. So you get in the vault, like, what, 111 or whatever it's called, whichever vault number it is. Is it 111? Yeah, vault one, 111. Okay, so you get in the vault and then... You I don't know, know. I'm probably completely wrong. I haven't played that game in a while. Vault it's 76. Brand new. Vault 76. No, it definitely wasn't 76. So you get in the vault and then you uh, you get in the little decontamination chamber thing. And the decontamination chamber th- thing turns out to not be that. And you fight. What? Your- sorry, spoilers. You haven't got that far yet? I don't think so. I'm sorry, man. I only so, headed to the vault and that was like the end of it. Then I saw the nuke and I thought that was all. That was the end of the game. Well, no, that's that's like the. You're almost there. You haven't hit the credits yet, but you're close. So, oh, okay. So you, you do that and then. Um, you kind of fight your way out of the vault and you fight these giant bugs, which is really tough. You know, these, these bugs are pretty bad. You fight, right, fight like your the, way out the and then you fight your way. Like, and then the final act in that museum thing. Museum. Yeah. There's a museum that you go and you like the rebels are in there and they're, you know, you have to kill the, the bad guys or whatever. Right. Uh, okay. So anyway, you fight your way up to the top of the museum and you get in that big armor. And then so I, I've, I've gotten into my power armor, so I think I'm pretty close to. Okay, so you actually made it to the museum in Independence. Yeah. Okay. And I've gotten my power armor on the roof. Cool. You're at about uh, realistically, yeah. because I've I've actually looked ahead in the game. Realistically, you're about zero point five percent through the rest of the, that through the beginning of the game. That can't be. That can't be the case. Yeah, that is absolutely the case. So there's a lot of game left. For there's me. a lot of game left for you, dude. <laughs> Okay, well, that's how uh, far I got. And, uh, <laughs> hey, man, at least you got in there and you got a hold of that, that power armor. You went up on the top with a plane, cra- with a plane crash? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I've got the power armor. I've got the, the charge core thingy. That power yep. armor is powered up, and I'm inside of it. And uh, The fusion core. Kicking kickin tail there. Yeah, I really enjoy the power armor in Fallout 4, because originally it was just armor that you attached to your body. Like in Fallout 3, you just kind of put on the chest plate, put on the arms, that kind of stuff. Oh, really? But okay. in this one, it's actually the full, it's basically a vehicle. Right. So okay. I that love it. Sense. Yeah, it like, kind of opens up like and you climb into it. I've got like six at the power armor. Really? Yeah. Where do you oh. store it? So you'll eventually start building actual settlements and stuff like that. So like the first town, your neighborhood that you're in, that's an original settlement. Okay. And uh, uh, there's always another settlement that needs your help. Okay. You'll find that out real quick. Because you're sitting there with the... Uh, Preston, sure. the guy with the cool. Anyway, it's it's an internet meme, you know. Another settlement needs our. Anyway, I'll show you later. You, no, it's you fine. Uncultured. 
No, I mean, I'm sure I'll get there. But uh, no, I, I built a, a giant garage and I basically just walk my power armors into uh, a bunch of hoist and jump out of them and jump into the other ones that I want to jump into. Like there's some of them cool. that are okay, aligned. That sounds good. There's like a hundred different factions and some of them are aligned to certain factions. And So I, I, I really am curious now. You said there's a hundred different factions and I, I assume you're that being facetious. That is a massive uh, uh, overstatement. Okay, so like realistically there are there two? No, realistically there's like five. Okay, so that's that's significant. Right. When you're talking about factions, there's the Republicans, the Democrats, the Libertarians, <laughs> and then the, the transhumanists. <laughs> but they can't be called that. No, but they kind of act like that. Oh, okay. All right. So that makes sense. So, and you can really only join one because the other ones want to kill the other ones. So, okay. It's so it's sad. pretty realistic. It's kind of, yeah, yeah. Just like just like the U.S. government. <laughs> Good luck. Okay, so sorry, my bad. <laughs> no, it's fine. I have played. Yes. Octopath Traveler. You did? I did. Okay, so I've been like listening on that a lot. And I think uh I think the Versanon guys did a music bracket for one of their for some of the music. Oh in man, it. it's got some good music in it. Does it sure. really? Yeah, it really it's got some good music. It's got some good um it's got some good voice acting. It's really I told you ahead of time that I and I've I've mentioned this I think on the show, I don't like anime and I don't like JRPG. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I may have been wrong. No way. I know. It's that's like, wait a minute. I What's think today? Can we can we go ahead and put that down? Ten o'clock. I'm just saying it's possible. Seven twenty nine, two thousand eighteen. Cricket admits that he might have been wrong. Correct. Yep. There's a remote possibility that I may have inadvertently made a mistake in thinking that I was correct in assuming something. Wow. Okay. So wow. No. Let's no, move on. No this, no. this is good. This is good. I'm gonna drink in this moment. Okay, let's let's oh. let's not get carried away here. I'm saying it's remote possible. Okay, you're even like, if it's a, even even if there's a remote chance, this is this is this is a good step you, for you. You're like my freaking kids. We're like, <laughs> it's possible that maybe someday we'll take you skating. They're like, are we going skating today? Are we going skating? Are we going skating? Are we going? You said you promised we were going skating today. <laughs> that's, that's how that works. Like, no, I never, ever, ever actually said <laughs> I that. Did not say that. I said you sometime are wrong. in also your life. Smack. So. <laughs> Anyway, I said, Octopath Traveler, it's a, it's a JRPG. Yeah, and so it's the it. weirdest combination of old and new, and it, it, I, think it, I think it's beautiful, right? Yeah. The way that this game is. I think Weekly Games Chat was talking about it, too. Yeah, Weekly Games Chat like did a whole segment on it, either yeah. last week or week before. Yeah, it wasn't the last episode, but the one before that, they actually did a little segment on it. Oh. Or maybe it was last week. I, I think it may have been the most recent one I listened to, but maybe not. Anyway, gotcha. it's uh, it, it it's interesting. I think you'll, I think you should check it out. I definitely think so. I think you'll like it. Where can I get it? Uh, it's available on iOS. It's available on Android. It's available on Xbox, and it's available exclusively on the Switch. So all those other things are platforms. It's not on. Okay, so I need to borrow your Switch for a week. Sure. Yeah, I don't see why not. As long as uh, as long as you buy one, and gotcha. let me borrow okay. yours. So you got it. Um, I'll go get one tonight. You want to stop by Best Buy when we leave here? Sure. Yeah. Cool. Absolutely. You're you hear that, honey? We're getting trouble. a switch. Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> so, uh, Octopath Traveler is a blast. H- have you seen ARMS? ARMS, no, I have not, but I've heard a lot about it this week. You have? Okay. From you. I don't, really? Yeah, no, we talked about it, like, at, at quote-unquote, TalkCon. Oh, I don't even, so, um. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not remember TalkCon. <laughs> we're, we're not calling it that anymore, just because of <laughs> just the. Just because of the plague that showed up. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it was that was bad. And I've washed my son's sheets four times this week. Oh Lord of mercy. <laughs> so um, no arms though. Did we did we play that at we look at it at all? No. No, you and I didn't look at the it. The idea is that it's these I don't know if they're mutants or like <laughs> I don't know if they're genetically engineered people or what. Okay. But their 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 arms themselves are giant springs or whatever. And so they their arms extend across and it's super cartoony. Yeah. But the idea is that it's a fighting game where you're way across an arena, but your arms extend like stretch Armstrong to punch people. Okay. Okay. It sounds completely ridiculous. It does actually. And it looks completely ridiculous. I was kind of hoping like when you said arms, it was something like, you know, an FPS where, you know, dystopian military future. Right. Yeah. That's what you would think. But, but instead it's like an arena with stretchy arms. Correct. So yep. it's it's called. It's called. This sounds like something that's only on the Switch. It is only on the Switch. Okay, it's well, an exclusive okay, that makes sense Switch. completely. Yep, it's an exclusive Switch fighting game. Switch games are totally different breed. They are. It's crazy. So, but it's super super fun. You right. have um, uh, you know, you'll have like A and B, for instance, right? We'll control A. We'll control your left arm. B, your right arm. Which maybe that's backwards. But either way, you'll have one button that controls each arm. So okay. you can punch with one arm. And then your you can punch with the other arm. The idea is <laughs> that's it. You just punch with that. You're just punching. Okay. Okay. But you can move around with with your with the right stick. You can direct your arms with one of the sticks. You can jump and dodge and and move around and block. Is the arm and, movement? Um, you remember Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time when okay. you add a uh, when you add a metal gem to the oh, lasers yeah. and it throws out the big uh, flailing, you know, metal. The metal mace that puts on okay. the end of your chip. Yeah. Is it kind of like that movement? Like you can extend it out and then swing it around? Okay, so every person has different arms. Just, you know, okay. like real life, right? Every, everyone's arms are different. Okay. And so the idea is you can customize and mix and match and put like rockets. Um, oh. Or, or some of them are like a taser kind of almost where the these rockets that shoot out, but there's a little tiny cable connected to them. And so they shoot out, and then they'll kind of slink back in, and you shoot them again. It's really, it's hard to describe. So, like, you're you're a mutant who has mechanical... Yeah, you might have mechanical arms, you might have, you might have genetically springy arms. Like a, like... One of the guys' name is Springman. Mr. Fantastic kind of stretch? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. One of the guys' name is Springman. His arms actually look like springs. One of the girls Just is like coils. this ribbon girl. And her arms kind of look like ribbons. Does she whip? I don't think she does. No, I think her. I think they kind of extend out, and but you can guide them. So you you punch, and then you can kind of guide your arms around and smack people from the side and things like that. Okay, as a player, what's your view on this? Like, are you a top down or is it first person? First person. Yeah. Really? Okay. I think it's. I actually I don't remember first person or third person. But it's it's definitely it's, like, it's behind yeah, you. yeah 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 it's, so it's, you get it's to definitely watch from your, behind you get yeah. to just make, okay yeah and it's like a split screen two player kind of deal okay yeah and uh, it sounds completely stupid it sounds like something I would not be interested in even a little bit but uh, but it's a blast and I'm seriously considering spending sixty bucks on this freaking stupid arms game <laughs> yeah uh, well you're just making your Switch library better that's all no, but it's it's something that's super super fun that I can sit there and play. And, and I believe that you and I could play it for several hours and enjoy ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I believe that you and Addison could sit there, or you and Jonah could sit there and play it. And so enjoy it's yourselves. like kid friendly, man. Right? Absolutely. It's well, kid, that sounds awesome. Friendly. It's 
it's so freaking cool. It's hard that to that is hard the to describe that you should put the switch in. Maybe is yeah, saying, kids hey, family I'm, friendly. Yeah, is just making sure because I mean we've got some games like our Lego games and stuff like that on Xbox right, that we can play yeah. in Minecraft, but I mean the more intense games like we talked about in one episode we, we were saying you know it's two completely different worlds of gaming and uh i just feel like a lot of the more adult games mature but maybe not like ma but mature those that's for the xbox but then when you get down to the switch that just you know, sounds like something we can do with the kids the switch has some like carryover stuff right so doom was ported over to switch and uh right. and stuff like that but for the most part they are a different it's just a different kind of game it's crazy so there are much i believe more family friendly type stuff it seems like on on switch oh, octopath yeah. traveler is super family friendly um uh, is it i think so I think i'm gonna do so i'm gonna do some look into that yeah absolutely i just yeah. want to see what it looks like because i mean i'm not i'm not in the market for a switch yet i yeah, definitely sure. want one but sure i guess i'll come over and just we'll play it yeah, I think we should definitely spend some time in, and maybe we can um, schedule a a time that we are devoting to trying to play some game, right? So we have a get-together where we are playing game. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm totally down for that. So that's just a, that way we can kind of manage expectations, because I know that sometimes my family gets frustrated if, we, if I say, hey, we're going to have a get-together, but nobody assumes that we're going to be playing games, but in my head, we're going to be playing games, and then right. everybody's like, why are we always playing games? So, I, I mean, I can understand that frustration a little bit. So, maybe we set aside uh, set aside some time that we are going to that try and That you and, and I get an games. actual experience with games together. Yeah, that'd be neat. That would be very, very neat. So, um... Yeah, what's up? This, this is completely and totally off topic. Okay. But have you ever just been aware of something? Um... And what I mean by that is something that's, that's there all the time, but you just, for some reason or another, you're more aware of it than other times and it just throws you off? No, no. I can't even tell if there's a wasp sitting behind me. No, no, that's not what I mean. Like, <laughs> like, uh, I'm trying to think of an example other than the main example, but, uh, like, okay, I'll just tell you. Yesterday, yeah. I bit the crap out of my tongue. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm super, super aware of where my tongue is in my mouth and <laughs> what it's doing. Heightened sense and of it is making of your me tongue. super, super, I don't know, conscious of, uh, I think I have a lisp. I think I'm going to talk really funny and I can't stop thinking. Have you ever stopped and thought about taking a drink of water? Yeah. And then taking a drink of water while you're thinking about the process of taking a drink of water? It's very hard to take a drink of water. I. Like, seriously. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just. You, you pick up your glass, you're like, okay, so I'm going to pick up, I'm going to reach my hand out, and I'm going to wrap my fingers around this Has this been on your glass. mind the entire no, just time? Now. Well, my tongue, yes, absolutely. It's driving me crazy. I mean, your voice is a little scratchy from having the plague this oh, week, but. Oh, I know, but beyond that, my tongue is making me crazy. Making you feel blah, blah, blah. It, it, Does yeah, your tongue feel fatter in your mouth? Yes. Yes. It's like you can feel, I mean, I have a huge tongue. Right. And when I bite it, it sucks. <sighs> awful and you know what here's the thing <laughs> i just i can't relate this is i can't relate to this this, this is this is ridiculous I, i'm never i never had that heightened sense of awareness of my body well maybe, maybe you should maybe you should try it i so, probably should because i have a lot more than you <laughs> awareness body or body <laughs> body so the, the um the idea that something is wrong 
you know, just gets to you a little bit. So, <laughs> anyway, I don't know. Something's wrong. Something My is tongue just, is fatter than it should be. Something's wrong. Something like when very, I, I, I can, wrong. Okay, uh, how about I can really tell when I feel super bloated. Okay, there okay. you go. Yeah. Like, I'm always aware about how, because I'm a little bloated right now. Okay. Is it, is it IBS? No, no. No, I do not have IBS. Okay, well, that's good. However, I do have a, uh, a sodium and sugar addiction, so... Oh, right, sure. So, I just kind of bloat up when I eat wrong. There are, there, there are a lot of people, and this is completely off-topic, there are a lot of people pushing hard for sugar to be listed as a... Uh, one like drug. a controlled substance, just as just like alcohol or yeah, I think tobacco that's too far. Or, I think that's completely like ridiculous. That. Um, I mean, I don't. I, I get I, where I, you're coming from, and I do not like the idea of more regulation. Yeah. However, I think it's probably in the exact same category as uh, just about any of those other drugs. Sugar. Yep. I believe the addiction property is there, absolutely. But I mean, I I feel I don't know. That's weird. I know it gets into it gets into kind of hairy. I mean, I I know I have a sugar addiction, and I have done my best in just the the most recent months to just stay away from highly processed sugar and even derivatives sure. like stevia and stuff. But and it's been great, you know, eating nothing but fat and butter and you know, butter is fat, but you know, you know what I mean, protein and fat. But I I uh, I uh I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm just saying that there's a there's a push. There's a push for it, and I'm not completely convinced that it isn't. Uh, I feel in general that any food that is just highly freaking processed is just supposed to be not in our diet. We're talking about two different things. So I'm not even talking about processed. I mean, they're talking about. Oh, I thought you were talking about like processed, refined sugar. Sugar in general. You think so sugar the, in general? The, the, the like, kicker is that it's hard because it's in things naturally, right? Yeah. But, yeah. The, but the, added, the added sugars, even if it's not an overly processed food the added sugars are i don't know it's just a it, it's interesting it's an no, interesting thought process that. because uh, with that with that thought process like added sugar high fructose corn syrup that kind of stuff well uh, again that's told that's again that's another conversation totally different animal and we're you know? way off topic right now well i mean you know <laughs> offset radio food chat food chat we should so, build, we should build a whole new like food blogging area dude, i don't have enough i don't have enough cycles <laughs> brain CPU cycles to process all the stuff. Let's hire an editor and just start getting oh, sure. our lives. Yeah, with all the blogs. money we're rolling in. Rolling, 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 rolling. So about $2 a post? Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're cheap, something bro. Something like that. Um, so there's something that you and I have wanted to discuss. Uh, yes. And I think that this is a good opportunity to do it. Is this where you break up with me? <laughs> so, you're it? listening to the final episode of Offset. No, I'm just kidding. No, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> um, if this, is, this might be your final episode, but I'm taking this recording equipment home. <laughs> so, the, uh, the, the topic for today... Yeah, our main topic... Is um, erectile dysfunction. Exactly. And ED, it's, man. It's, it's, it's a plague among not either of us, of course. Absolutely but, not. But we have any too other. many kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I have to type it out. So many games I abbreviate RDR, you know, for Red Dead Redemption or blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, it's the one thing that you have to type out. Yes. If you would type out ED for Elite Dangerous, right. it's... We're going to be we're gonna be talking about ED on the show. <laughs> or, uh, or have you ever had this problem with ED where you... ED, blah, blah, blah. colon, beyond. <laughs> Chapter four. Yeah, so... Um, I want like to... a Hallmark movie for just 
a guy that has a problem. It, it, yeah. No, I think, I think it does. So whenever you told me, yeah, I, I remember this very clearly. We were sitting in my living room. Yes. And we were looking through stuff on the store, the, mm-hmm. the, the Microsoft store, not the, not the Cialis store. And <laughs> we're looking through stuff on the Microsoft store. And uh, we see this game. We're like, oh, this is on sale. Okay, cool. And we launched the trailer, and you go, oh, I want that. And I said, okay, cool. I'll play it. And so I bought it, or you bought it, or it, I don't remember. Uh, yeah, one of us. It, one of us jumped on and, and, and just went ahead and bought it. And uh, we started messing with it. And I got in, and I thought, this is really stupid. And I got back out of it. Did you really? I did, yeah. Because I, I didn't understand. I didn't understand the appeal. The game is so so freaking hard that it's just it's almost impossible at first it's, you really thought very, that at first i didn't, very, I, didn't think, I don't think you ever really expressed that to learn yeah and it is so uh so involved, involved. but well i didn't even know it, that it, the, the level of involvement that there was i just knew that flying the flipping ship was almost impossible yeah right yeah you've got to like you want to do that efficiently, you've got to buy yourself a Hotas. Or at all. No, I don't think so. I think I'm pretty flipping good now. Oh, yeah, because, of, I mean, we're down to an Elite controller. Regardless. Um, and the last couple times I've played, I haven't used the Elite controller. Regardless or irregardless? I mean, whichever one. You can use a word or, I really or gibberish a nonsense word if you want. But, yeah, some um, made-up word. So, anyway, sorry, go on. The, the idea is uh, it's not a game as much as it is a simulator, in my opinion. I mean, obviously, it's a simulator for something that doesn't exist, right? Right. But, but it's a, it's not. Uh, it's hard hard for me to describe because it is such a a unique experience to me. Yes, uh, I feel okay. that it is practically a second life if you wanted it to be. Oh yeah, it can be for sure. I mean, it's not it's not as involved as like Star Citizen or Eve Online or anything like that, and it's it definitely doesn't have the um the more cartoony Subnautica appeal of like No Man's Sky. Right, but sure. I mean, the, I mean, kind of the reason why we wanted to make this a topic was because the new No Man's Sky update came out, and I was I was looking yeah, at it going, No Man's Sky released for Xbox for anybody who doesn't know. Yeah, it was not on Xbox at all before; it's a PlayStation exclusive. Yeah, when they came out with the next right. update, and uh, I was like, oh hey, that looks really cool. I get to land on planets and all this other kind of stuff, and and I really feel that the difference between No Man and uh, EB <laughs> is like the almost the difference between. Fortnite and PUBG, but I see where you're coming from. Like mean, visually, visually, okay, yeah, sure. I mean, you, because for me, visuals play into a lot of it. The cartoony appeal, and then the rest of the game kind of goes like that's why I like Fortnite over P- PUBG in sure. general. Okay, yeah. Um. Well, okay. Go on. Anyway, I see what you're where you're coming from. That's just me. No, I yeah. I, 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 I can agree. feel that your opinion is different. It's not really. I'm not talking about my opinion. I'm talking about <laughs> a, a, a way of interpreting what you're saying. Right. Like I see the direction you're going with what you're saying. Yeah. To me, the, there's a huge difference in feel between PUBG and Fortnite. Like just the ease of getting into it. Yeah, and more the inventory than just system visually. and getting around and stuff. Is, yeah. yeah. No, I so, feel like and, the and, mechanics and, are are far different. And the way that you're the way that you're saying it is, I I, okay. So if you're looking at it visually one way if yes. you're looking at it the other way it's almost the opposite in that to me what's appealing about elite dangerous is the opposite of pub of, of uh fortnite okay fortnite yeah. for instance is almost i don't want to say dumbed down from PUBG because i don't really think that's what it is but to me is a 
cleaner, simpler, easier to right. grasp interface. I think it's designed more for someone to go and play. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you want to play, go and play. PUBG is for someone who wants to go in, like, like, uh, like our Major Pain. Uh, it's for someone who wants to go in and be intense into the game and be like, okay, this is where I'm at, this is what I'm doing, this right. is what I want to put in, because you can, you know, you customize your guns, all that kind of stuff. But, so, the way I can see Elite Dangerous is that it's got that. You're talking about ships, like, there's, there's 74, no, there's like 30 some odd ships that are all built by different companies and all this other stuff. Yeah. Each one of them has their own carrying capacity, cargo capacity, uh, unit capacity, hard point capacity, and what max level of those hard points can be put on there. Sure. There's only like eight ships in the entire game that can put a max level or a huge, what's called a huge hard point, and it's like a max level four hard point yeah. giant minigun, b- bigger than 50 cal. I mean, it's, it's really cool and all this stuff. And so we were talking about No Man's Sky, and I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm going to actually take a look at Elite Dangerous because when we first got into it, it was, it was hugely overwhelming. Yeah. But oh, yeah, it was. We crazy. watched, you know, we, wa- oh, we, we were watching uh, Grasshopper put in, like, thousands of hours. I mean, slight exaggeration, but not by much. Yeah. It, Almost 1,000 hours yeah, probably like, now. He's got, like, 700, 800, hours, yeah, yeah, 760-something hours yeah. in it. And maybe more than that. <laughs> maybe more. So, um, but yeah, seeing seeing that if you can put that much hours into an Elite Dangerous game, uh, or into the Elite Dangerous, it's it, it's incredible what you can learn. So, started looking at all the videos and did a lot of research this week. I, I spent more time researching Elite Dangerous than I did doing my actual professional job and getting paid while watching Elite Dangerous videos. Uh oh. Okay. Yeah. Let's maybe maybe we don't mention that live. So. <laughs> There's only like five people that I work with. You're going to get yourself fired. Who knows that I watch YouTube all day. <laughs> but, um, so I want to back up just because yeah, you, you, you said, um, you kind of, you kind of glossed over a little bit of, uh, the detail you, you, you brought up the ships, right? Yes. And you said, you said that there are multiple ship manufacturers, right? Yeah. Actual so, companies that struggled for power. There's a whole back history and lore on them. Right. Yeah. And, but what's kind of interesting is each of these these uh companies that makes these ships and the, or are there like three or four of them uh there's there are, mm, there's like seven companies that are ship designs okay so there's these five if you look it back into it it's it's fascinating to me because it's almost like um the the depth of like a ford toyota chevrolet yes right yes and they so were you look at it and, manufactured and you look at it and uh you know, Ford, Toyota, and Chevrolet, they look at it and they say, okay, people are going to need to haul uh, large amounts of rocks. So we need to make a truck, right? Mm-hmm. And, oh, okay, we're going to have, some of these people are going to have like six people in their family. So we probably need to come up with a people carrier. And we're going to have, uh, some of these people are only going to have two people in their family, but they're going to want to go really fast. And so we're going to need this, right? Right. Well, and so you look at it and you, you look at the way that, I don't know, Ford comes up with, an expedition, Chevrolet comes up with a suburban, and Toyota comes out with a Sequoia. They serve a similar purpose, but when if you were to go and test drive these, they they drive very very different, vastly different vehicles. And in in Elite Dangerous, these ships are very very different, vastly different. It's crazy. Now, some of these companies though, they they specialize in certain ones. Like so far, sure, uh, my favorite and probably your favorite, just because I know what ships you own, um, is the company Falcon DeLacy. 
Okay. And they specialize in multi-purpose to fighter ships. Okay. Essentially, they, they like uh, our our Sidewinder is a Falcon Delacy ship. Right. And it's yeah. basically the you know it's the starting multi-purpose ship that you can get. But then our Cobras, they're a Falcon Delacy that was originally designed as like a military escort. Okay. And it has a decent amount of hard points, but it's still considered a multi-purpose ship because it will do a lot of cargo hauling. Uh, it's not the fastest thing out there, and it's not the most maneuverable ship out there, but it is, it's, you know, it's designed in that multi-purpose arena. But if you step up from that, the next thing you get is, like, the Anaconda. Yeah. Because, like, they, they name all their ships after uh, Vipers and Snakes and stuff like that. They have a Python, and the Python's like a, a two-person uh, multi-ship or multi-crew ship, and it's still considered multi-purpose, but the step up from that, the Anaconda, is considered a large fighter ship and the anaconda is one of those eight ships that can handle one of those four those level four uh huge hard points okay so sorry no no not at all give give just a real quick example because i i want people to kind of understand the depth that we're discussing here the cobra mark three is is my current ship yeah okay, and that I'm, that i actually I'm, got a hold of one too so the current the, the cobra mark three is my current ship it's the one that i'm running right now and this is just a an excerpt here. The Cobra Mark III is a classic all-purpose ship found throughout human space. The model was first built in Lave Caldwell and McGrath Shipyard in Lave in 3100. Mm -hmm. Despite its age, it remains a popular ship for lone pilots who value its balance of carrying capacity and armor in combat. And so, that's a small portion of kind of the description from the manufacturer. Mm -hmm. It is a, it's made by Falcon Delacy, like you mentioned. Um, we've got overall dimensions. Its top speed is 280 meters per second, or I guess meters per second. Yeah, that's the um, standard. Max speed. Right. I'm just saying, you can upgrade the thrusters. No, I, I'm getting there. All right, all right. So, anyway, that's that's all I was talking about on the ship. So, there's a bunch of ships. There's 35 ships. That's kind of how that all breaks down. It's interesting stuff. Yeah, I mean, it gets to a point there where each one of those particular aspects, I mean, yeah. I mean, it, that's how in-depth, though, we're talking about. That lore in the background about, like, the manufacturing yards. And the, like, some of the ships were originally built by this manufacturing yard, and then this company bought that particular design and said, hey, we're going to put that in there. Yeah, it's, it's, there's a lot to it. Yeah, there, there I mean, it was, it was very interesting to actually see. I don't know why, I mean, I don't know why at beginning it was more an overwhelming game to look at and play. And now it's, I'm borderline obsessed with it. Well, it, you know, it's like we, it's a simulator and it just doesn't feel like, it's not easy to, to pick up at first, I don't think. I agree with you. It's very, uh, very interesting. And the, the, kind of for anybody who doesn't know, it's fairly large, uh, the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how many, uh, I don't know how many planets there are, but many, many, many of well, them. Well, I mean, it's supposed to be like a one-to-one -one scale of the Milky Way, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It is. It is indeed. There's controlling factions, controlling powers, power plays. Yeah. It, I, it's, once we get to a certain level, I mean, we have to align ourselves. Well. With someone. There. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, there are a bunch of people playing the game, right? I'm assuming. Yeah. So, interesting. Uh, what are you pulling up over there? As of March 3rd of this year, 
Yeah. The game's been out for a little while, but as of March 3rd of this year, 0.028% of the game has been seen by people. Discovered? Yeah. Wow. The, of the galaxy has been actually visited by people. And so you have these ships that can go into, uh, it's called frame ship drive, yeah. right? Frame. Frame. My wife calls it friend. Friendship. Oh, yeah. Your friendship drive. Friendship drive. Charging. Well, she's probably used to you watching a lot of My Little Pony. Boy, so I knew you were going to bring that up. The, I'm going to come across this table faster than you think. Um, so which, is, your, which is, you know, slow, so. <laughs> uh, so your friendship drive, <laughs> it uh, is completely out of fuel now. And, uh... Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, you... you Tell, tell people how the frame shift drive works. Not like the mechanics. Not the actual space mechanics of the right. frame shift drive. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it's all, tie- it's all tied into the nav system, of course. You know someone we probably need to interview? Uh, Hopper? Yeah, Grasshopper. <laughs> the guy's got 700 hours plus in this game. Yeah. Um, it's tied into the navigational system. You pick a target or something like that, and you try and just the frame shift, which goes into a flying state called Super Cruise. And, you know, it's a, it's a subspace, it's a warp, you know, that kind of thing. Right. Um, but basically you aim at your target, you charge up the drive and you can, you know, you can buy faster charging frame ship drives, whatever your ship will allow, whatever class that, um, will allow to have in its system. But, um, you pick a destination, you charge up the frame ship drive, you throttle up and then it blasts you into warp speed. Wow. Yeah. Warp back to seven. (laughs) It's it's pretty interesting because okay, you use this. There's two modes of travel, right? Like you kind of mentioned, there's mm-hmm. well, I guess three. There's your normal kind of putting around, and it's how you get in and out of star uh, star bases yep. or land on docks and things, just all kinds of different stuff, or go down and land on planets. Yep. Well, planetary landing is its a whole nother beast. Uh, really. Yeah, I was still trying to figure out the so, planetary landing suite. That's interesting. Um, but regardless, so you uh, if you're going around. And jumping between systems, it's mm-hmm. one thing. And then inside of a system, you have to use super crews to go from, you know, planet to planet, yeah, star base the, to star base. Yeah, there's the warp from one system to another. Then right. There's the super crews trying to get around the galaxy or trying to get around the, the solar system that you're in at that Correct. time. Correct, yeah. Absolutely. So. And it's, it's interesting because if you are trying to get to planet, you know, whatever, planet nine, way right, the you'll, out there. you you take off and you get there and you're traveling, you go from, from meters per second to megameters per second to C. And so if you're traveling at one C, that's one times the speed of light. Yeah. And so if you're traveling at 300 C, you're traveling at 300 times the speed of light. Yeah. And it gets crazy because, you know, in this game, being a simulator, you have to accelerate and decelerate and do all these things. Well, if you are trying to stop at a planet, that's an interesting prospect whenever you're traveling multiple times the speed of light. The planet, if you're traveling that fast, looks like a tiny little dot, even though it's not. But if you don't pay attention, you will either plow into it and die, or, or you will zip past it and be millions of miles away from it. We call that the loop of the shame. The loop of shame, where you turn <laughs> around and you accelerate again and, and come try back to, to it aim and try back again. At it. Luckily, there's a lot of assist well, the system, there for the navigation system. But once again, once you learn it, the idea is that until you figure out what this is all about, it, it's hard. You oh, know? Yeah. The cockpit is crazy complicated. 
it took me several several attempts to get to where I could could uh actually stop at a planet, you know? Yeah. Well you got to a point where you were like even lining yourself up with a star base just so you wouldn't you know Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can so you see the direction the and see where what opening. they call the mail slot is, which is the you know, the, the opening in the system where you go into and out of these star bases. Yeah. To go land your flipping ship. You I know? can't stand the smaller outpost, the one that just has like the landing pads on the outside, like the little mining outpost. Because you know, because you can't orientate yourself that way. Oh, uh, you, yeah, you, you just have to learn. I, I, I'm just, I don't know where the landing pad is. Right. Yeah, I got you. But it, on the on the plus side, they're so much smaller, so it doesn't take you three minutes to fly around to the other side of it. True. True. So true. yeah, that's no big deal. You just kind of point yourself away and boost, and then flip yourself over and go land. You know, pretty straightforward compared yeah. to the others. All it, that yeah. outside landing pads versus like when you go into a giant you know, Starbase that's, that's labeled as a marketing zone. You have to go and find the right landing pad. Well, you don't have to find it. They kind of assign it to you, don't they? Yeah. When yeah. You, you go talking. in, if you, you go in and you have to remember that when you get close enough, you have to get on the radio and request permission to dock. If you don't, they will shoot you. Yeah. You have to turn off your hard points, make sure your landing gear's out and you have to, you even have to fly under a certain speed. Yeah. yeah like yeah, they're yeah. like, Hey, you're, you'll get fined if you're flying more than this, this speed into our, that's crazy. That's, I mean, yeah, and each one of the, every place you go is under, you know, is potentially a different faction. It's a different, uh, yes, you know, the the people in power there are different. You might get a bounty on you, for instance, because you blew up the wrong ship. Um, you right. Know, you, you, we've talked a little bit about flying around. We've talked a little bit about ships. We've talked a little bit about space stations, but we haven't even talked about what you do in the game. Yeah, you I know? mean, like you have the you have what was it like three or four like methods of playing. You can be a pirate, you can be an explorer, you can be a, a, a material miner, a data miner. Sure, yeah. I mean, these are just things that you can do, and you know, you do have to, you have to work within the capabilities of your ship. Like, sure. I don't, like on my, on my Cobra, I don't have a cargo scoop, so I can't go and find stuff, but I do have an SRV. Oh, yeah, there, So there I can go. go and do planetary mining if I want. Okay, sure. But I did put a general scanner on it, and an on, scanner. You can go on recovery missions, for instance. There's people mm-hmm. who have crashed on these planets or whatever, and you need to go get the the black box so to speak off of their ship and you pick it up and take it back and Bring so back they the can data. get the data off of it or or maybe they were hauling cargo and when they crashed and you've got to go pick the cargo up and take it to them and I mean you're a space trucker mercenary who can at any moment turn into a pirate yeah kinda or you can or or you go the other route and you go and you buy a giant luxury ship and you put these luxury um, cabins in it oh, then and you're you pick a bus up, driver and you pick up royalty <laughs> And you take them on scenic tours of different systems where they right. want to go and see. And they can request to go and see like the history and all that kind of stuff of how yeah. the systems were found. It's crazy. It, it really is. There's a lot in the game. There's a lot to it. I don't know. I think we, maybe. So we might have to decide what kind of company we're going to be running because um, here in Q4, they're going to bring out fleet. Tell me a little bit more about that because I haven't had a chance to research that at all. So, I mean, essentially what's out there right now is there's going to be available giant fleet ships that can be owned by someone privately in a party. So we gather up all the money or I gather up all the money or whatever, or, and what you do, you will go and buy a giant fleet ship that can dock and house everybody in your squadron. I'm going to stop you right there. Mm-hmm. Probably going to be Grasshopper. Let's let Grasshopper that gathers up all the money and, and owns let, the fleet. Yeah, let's uh, let Grasshopper he buy it. It makes a couple million credits a day. A day. So 
I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that he was telling me he can he can make a million and a half credits in a couple of hours. I've been wow. Or, you know, a little while because he's got. I think he has. Uh, I think he's got like six ships. What is he an admiral yet? What's who's he aligned one, to? One of he's one of his whoever we're aligned to. In yeah, the I don't. I don't even know. One of his ships is like a two million dollar insurance buyback. What is he flying? But he, he's got any ship he wants at this point. I think so. And he's got wow. it outfitted where it's pretty uh pretty bad to the bone. I remember the other day we were we were playing and he stopped what he was doing and went and docked his ship and got in a different ship until he could go to the system he needed to go to to get the bounty off of his head because he was afraid they were going to blow up his big ship. He, he was did, scared and he did not want to have to shell out that many schmeckles yeah. to to get back in the back in the game with that ship. Well, I will tell you this. Okay, so we talked about it being a simulator, right? Yeah. Basically, and it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like in real life. Okay, let's say in real life, let's say you work and work and work, right? Yeah. And you bust your butt, and you go out and you go buy a brand new Corvette. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. So I'm, let's I'm say let's say you've got a you find this this really sweet Corvette that's uh let's let's call it a seventy five thousand dollar Corvette. Okay. Right? Let's say it's exactly seventy five thousand dollars, and you go and you save up. And you get $75,000. At that point, you are ready to go buy your Corvette. Yeah. Okay? You go buy your Corvette, and you pay cash for it, so nobody question, you know, it's whatever. I mean, cash, air quotes, right? Yeah, but yeah. you go buy it outright. And uh, because you bought it outright, you don't have to insure it. Sure, yeah. Yeah, you know, whatever. It's your car. Yeah, now, I you, bought it. You, let's, you know, let's say we're within the confines of the law, and you're going to keep your uh, liability insurance, right? Yeah, so yeah. If you, just if put... you plow down a pedestrian, you're insured. Right. Yeah. But you drive it off the lot and it starts to sprinkle a little bit and you spin out and you wrap it around a telephone pole. Yep. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. It's over. You don't, don't have your Corvette anymore. It's exactly the same way in Elite Danger. If you don't have the money for the insurance on your ship, you don't have the ship. It doesn't anymore. matter if it was a four thousand or four million credit ship that you spent three weeks of in game time saving up the money to buy. Right. You blow it up, it's gone. Uh. It's just over. No big deal. Sorry. Yep. And you get the free ship. You know, you, you have a benefactor that will give you a ship, but it is definitely not the same. Yep. It's just the entry level, uh, what's it called? The, the Sidewinder. The Sidewinder, I mean. Yeah. Yep. You get your Sidewinder ship back. Here you go, buddy. Back out Try there again. selling them newspapers. Get back, you know? Yeah, exactly. You, <laughs> so, get, you get your little bicycle and have to yep. go back out and sell the newspapers exactly. or, or the boom data deliveries. Un- it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Right? And so you, you I, I've made the mistake of of buying a ship and re- not realizing and it tells you how much insurance is going to be when you go buy the ship right and and every time you change something on that thing your insurance rates change yeah that's that's crazy you the, the bigger the hard point you put on it, the oh, more yeah. bulkhead the bigger the bulkhead on it it's it's going to crank up the insurance cost yeah it's it's very very involved very in depth and if you're not in that hundred hour or more range you're probably still scratching the surface i i am 100 percent with you man and i believe that um i believe that if someone gets in there and they look at the reviews from just what i've seen the reviews that are that are overly critical i say overly the reviews that are critical reviews what you would call a critical review i don't think that they're really have given it justice and are rating it for what it is that's like saying uh it's almost like getting in and you're reviewing Halo, but the only thing that you're reviewing it on is the driving physics of the Warthog. I I would okay. you know what I'm saying. You're that like makes sense. you're like hi man. I you know it's probably an okay game, but you 
you know, whenever you go drive the Warthog, it does this, and it feels funny. And, and I'm not out, used yeah. to it, and it slides around, so it's 2 out of 10. You know what I mean? But that's a bogus review anyway. Well, but that's the type, but I honestly believe that that would be like, um, it would be almost like the very first mission in Halo being a driving the Warthog mission, and that being the mission that someone played, and then they reviewed it based on that. I think that believing Halo Reach, the first mission was it. Well, there you go. So, so let's say that they that they that someone internalizes that and they say, okay, this game is about driving Warthog, and I don't like it yeah. because they don't understand what the game really is. I think that a lot of the Elite Dangerous thing negative is because they don't understand what that game really is. Yeah. So if you don't understand that the idea is you can build up to the point that you have a large, heavily armored fighting ship that carries a small fighter and that you can go to a planet and hire people to ride with you and as soon as you start getting in fights, you fight them and then you launch this fighter that fights alongside with you and you really get into the mechanics of the dogfights and how all this works. And if that's not your type right. of game, that's fine. But you've got to play for a long time before you even get to the point where you know what the game is. Yeah, there, there needs to be... Uh, you definitely need to go at the game. You can't just... It's not like just a jump-in game. No. No, and that's why we were overwhelmed at first. We were just like, I oh, think, hey, we're just going to jump in and be space fighter pilots. Yeah. But no, really, what you're going to do is you're going to jump in and you're going to learn what it's like to live in a society that's in outer space. True. I mean, and then everything that that's involved, you know, it, power, there, there are political, political factors, factors. And, and motivators here of people saying, okay, well, we need to get, I need to take this over here. And if you see these people, I need you to do this. And we're going to assign you to fly down to this planet. And I need you to kill 30,000 of these people. And you're like, whoa. Yeah. I need you to fry this base with yeah. whatever you've got. And then you have to outfit your ship with the right hard points oh, yeah. to even do that efficiently. Yeah. You might accept a mission. Before you realize that you don't have the equipment to do it, and because oh, you yeah. accepted a mission and you didn't have the money to buy the ship that you told them, you know, to do the job that you told them you were going to do, they're going to fine you for not doing the job correctly. And they're going to you're going to lose reputation and with that faction, reputation. and you're going to get to a point if you're in the negative that yeah. if their guys ever see you, they're going to blast you out of the yeah, sky. Absolutely. So it's almost like um, it's like saying, uh, you know, I've been building I've been building PCs for my friends. And mm-hmm. we've built several gaming PCs, and I think I'm I think I'm pretty good at it. So you know what? You know what? I understand that your new um, four thousand person office complex is coming is getting put in. I bet I can build the the servers and all the stuff to do that. And I think I can probably wire that building. I ran Cat Five in my house. I mean, how yeah. how different can it really be? So and then realize and then just you how take, underqualified you, you take are. the quote for it. You take the job, and they say, okay, go ahead and do it. And then you go, oh, uh, well. I mean, I don't have the money to buy the stuff to put in there to, to, to actually wire this thing. And they say, okay, so I guess we'll find somebody else. And then all of a sudden, everyone knows that you're going to promise things that you can't do. Exactly. That's what that, I mean, it's this, that the game is very, very, very involved. And it's hard to overstate the level of involvement that this game requires. That's basically why we were taking like data deliveries as our first mission. Because we I could definitely still fly. am going to do that. Oh, yeah, I'm picking up the data deliveries, but there's all also- the boom data. <laughs> boom data, baby. So I just, I think that's, uh, I don't think that's unreasonable. I wonder because what, I I wonder what, what Grasshopper's doing that's that racking him up t- uh, a million credits a day. He goes on these, uh, he goes on these, these, uh, flight paths where you'll go pick up these missions here and then you fly 
you know, it takes you 30 minutes maybe to get somewhere and then you drop these people off and pick the data up and then you do all these scans along the way and then you go back and he, there's just this thing that he's doing and I, he'll have to tell you more about well, it. Speaking but of it, the scans, man, I racked up like well over a hundred and something thousand oh, yeah, credits in, data in just scans. data scans and I didn't realize I had it and then yeah. finally I landed somewhere and they're like, hey, you want to sell us some of these data scans? I'm like, yeah, sell Actually, the whole page. Yeah, let's sell this page of stuff. And then I lost, you know, I sold all the data and I'm like, hey, I've got enough to buy my Cobra now. Nice. Oh, so you did end up getting the, the yeah, Cobra? The I got Mark the III? Cobra. <laughs> Excuse me. I got the Cobra. I put in a, uh, I put in a planetary vehicle hanger okay, yeah. and then I went ahead and bought an SRV for it. Sure. Okay. And yeah. that's the only thing that I haven't done, you know, that nth degree of you know, not even scratching the surface. Sure, I sure. haven't even deployed my SRV. I landed on a planet and then I had to, you know, get out of the sim. Oh, but you did? So you did land on the planet though? Oh yeah, yeah. I landed okay, on cool. a planet, yeah. but I did not pop the CRV okay. or the SRV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, that's neat. I haven't, I haven't popped my driving cherry. Okay. Well, there you go. So, I, it's an interesting game. Something There's a lot to it. That. Driving your, driving your rover on a planet I haven't even done that yet. Okay. So, so you've never driven your rover in a low gravity planet? No. You've never driven your rover in a medium gravity planet or I've a high gravity planet? I've never driven my rover in an ice planet. the rover on an icy planet or a rocky planet or a planet with tons and tons of ravines that you can go Big ravine rolling, moon or something like you've that? You've never like driven off and then turned around and got your your camera back looking at your ship and then locked your ship back into space? Yeah, send it back the controls, autopilot send that it way back it doesn't get blown up on while you're on the surface of the planet. There's a lot to do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot to do. Oh, my God. <laughs> it makes you want to go play it. I did find this one thing. Did you see what uh, ship integrity is? Yes. Like the difference between restocking and repairing and then actually repairing yeah, the integrity so the, of the so ship? So the repair all and then the, the actual integrity repair, they are two different things. Yes. And you can get very specific. And you can, a lot of people, I think, overlook the integrity thing. They just hit repair all. Mm -hmm. So the way I understand it, and maybe you've done some research on this. Go um ahead is that people were complaining that repair was too expensive, and so they broke it up into two different things. Right. And uh, if you, you can, want to go fix the integrity of your ship for real, it's going to cost some coin. Yeah, you can get the Band-Aid fix of just repair all when you jump into a, a, right. a station. But I, I think, honestly, that repair all is the wrong name for that. Yeah. Because it does not repair everything. Yeah, there's like repair all, maybe. Yeah, I don't know why they call it. It just seems odd to me, and maybe it's maybe I'm misunderstanding it, but I feel like repair all does not repair all. Yeah, it doesn't. At least in what I would consider it repair all. The, the, yeah, so I've made it a habit. When I land, I hit repair all. And then flip the thing open. And then flip and, over to the integrity, and it's always about a 10 credit bill because I'm only, I'm only, anytime I land, I'm always at 99% because I'm not in dogfights all the time. I am right. not outfitted for dogfights. Yeah, it's fights. from you scraping the side of the base station on the way in and out. Oh, yeah, that or, or, <laughs> or flying too close to a star and getting, you know, getting radiated too much. Yeah. Okay, so I know we keep coming back to this, but there's so much to do. There, there are news reports in radio format, spoken news reports that you can listen to in the game while you're flying. Yeah, on the Galnet. That talk about what's been going on in the faction, in the world around you. It's crazy. Well, world's the wrong. That's the wrong. Inside the virtual simulation of the galaxy. Yeah, that's been going on in the, the, the galaxy, I guess. Yep. Yeah, galactic news, maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's called, Space Force. it's called Galnet Space Force. <laughs> I want to join Space Force. So, yeah, Galnet is, it, it's interesting. There's a lot in that game. Controlling factions, different factions have different, uh, you get different perks with different factions. Like, some of them are high-tech, some of them are 
uh, based on agriculture. A lot of them, are, right. some of them are based on military strength, stuff like that. So availability the, of the stuff that you can put in your ship varies based on where you are and discount. Yeah. And pricing and discounts and all kinds of stuff. So you might go somewhere and you're like, I really need a bigger fuel cell, for instance. And this, this place, they might not even carry them. Yeah. Not, might not, not even have them at all. They don't even have, have the fuel cells you need just because they just don't carry them there. It's just, it's crazy. Yeah. You go to a station and they don't have it. Or you go to a station and you have it and it's 50,000 it's 50, credits. Right. Whereas if you're in a completely different controlled faction system, like one of the high-tech systems or something like that, you can get it for 25,000 credits. Yeah. And, I mean, that's literally 50% difference and you get the exact same fuel cell that you're looking for for your set or, or bulkheads or anything like that. Like certain, certain control factions, like in their high-tech areas, you can get hard points that you can't get anywhere else. Yeah. Then there's the whole factor of like engineers. You have to befriend these people that are working on a planet and you can get these engineers and get special boosts to your, uh, to, to your different points on your system. Like you can get uh, an outfitted multi-cannon, but it does complete, it does higher end multi-piercing round or multi, uh, or sorry, armor piercing round. Okay. There you go. Or, uh, a, a rocket Savo that has, you know, electrical disturbances or something like that, but you have to befriend engineers and say, Hey, you know, I mean, think about it. Think about it thematically. You're, you're going in and saying, Hey, I can do some stuff for you. If on the back end, you and I can talk about some of the blueprints that you've been working on and I can outfit that to my ship. It's so crazy. Yeah. There's engineers and there's all kinds of like, I haven't even scratched the surface. They're like, yeah, I need like 60 units of uh, titanium. If you can pick that up for me, I'll give you some, uh, I'll give you the blueprint for putting on electrified rocket savos in one of your hard points. And then you right. do that with a ship that can't even carry that class of hard point. But you get the blueprint, and then you go get the materials, and then you have to go buy a ship that can even handle that. Sorry. I mean, I mean that's just insane, the amount of... Woo. Yeah. Woo. I'm actually really fired up right now. I, I want to go and fly right now. Right yeah, now. Yeah, I do too. And uh, the chances of that are not high. <laughs> Ditto. So, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot to do today i'm sure um there are over a hundred billion star systems. yep each of which could have up to a hundred or more bodies in them Ooh. so there are secondary and tertiary stars right and the bigger single systems have up to six stars so there are planets moons and even moons of moons so whenever you're flying around you'll see these things you know and they're all there's a whole bunch of different types of stars there's a whole bunch of different stuff their goal was to create a near perfect recreation of a two-scale milky way and it is it's it's interesting yeah there's a whole lot to it and again a tiny tiny portion less than a tenth of a percent has been actually explored by people in the game uh as of now but uh but yeah eventually people could in theory explore every single one of those Different classes of stars. Yeah. Different classes of stars that do different things that are different, that look different, feel different when you're flying around them. Some of them you can't fuel scoop from. Some of them you cannot scoop from to get fuel. Some, Some of them, them if you fly into the, like, the quasar part of the star, it oh, will it literally tear your hole. trip apart. Yeah, oh yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Black holes. Uh, I watched a couple of videos on guys getting too close to black holes. Whoa. It distorts the entire screen. Like I mean, like serious gravity distortion. Weird. And, you know, some things, like flying into a neutron star, it overcharges your FSD if you've got the ability to stay in its stream, and then you can make a much bigger jump than what that ship is capable of. Really? Yes. Huh. 
Well, it's interesting for sure. For sure. I don't know. There's uh there's a lot. There's just, there's a lot to it. Uh, a lot going on. I I think we should try and schedule some time to to play some more. And I know that uh, wing up. Yeah, I know that uh, Grasshopper has been playing and uh, Jedi has been playing. He's a uh, I've got a he's uh, Grasshopper's brother. Uh-huh. He's in Xbox now and he's been playing. So awesome. Yeah, it'd be it'd be fun to get a big group together, a big wing. Uh, how many can you have? Four people in a wing total? Yeah, one plus three. Okay, yeah, you, pl- you, you plus three. Well, that's, uh, I mean, I was going to say there's not really much else to say, but that's not true. Yeah, that's absolutely not, 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 about, not more, about this game in, in, in general. There's not much more that I care to say about it. But gamers. we might have to wrap up this, you know, this short episode here. Yeah, yeah, we've uh, not been a lot to talk about, so uh, we might as well, might as well get moving. <laughs> I don't know, man. And uh, where can people find you? People can find me at the Bear Grimms basically everywhere and oh. in the Offset Collective. Speaking of at yeah. the Bear Grimms. And and at uh, I think I'm at Noisy Cricket. Anyway, you can find us at the Offset Collective and find all our all our stuff there. Um, sorry about kind of our weird social media thing lately. Um, our goal was that we were going to do some retweets of other people in the industry. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. We wanted to to really spread spread other people's ideas and help drive traffic to them and all this kind of stuff. Anything that we can. Yeah. And we may have worked that a little bit and uh, so we took the cheap and easy way out well, really. we, we did it was just well what was budgeted for us anyway <laughs> regardless it just it didn't work exactly the way that that i thought it was going to work i thought that whenever we set up retweets that they would be retweets and they weren't so anyway i apologize yeah um and that's kind of that's that that's been fixed so yep uh anyway man i everybody i hope has, has a good week and uh see everyone in the discord and Anything else from you? I'm good, man. I'm ready to go and uh, ready to go and see the stars. I know. Yeah. However, see you guys in the in a galaxy, and and uh, if we see you out there, we'll definitely wave and say hi and blast you out of the sky. Yeah, maybe a little. <laughs> so anyway, all right. Have a great uh, have a great week. Later. Bye.